0: Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Conference USA Report podcast. And we are coming to you live on Podcast LA, the way we usually do. We are live at the Ford Center at the Star for hashtag Hoops at the Star for the Frisco Tournament. Or uh, if you want to be official to tw- the 2022 Heritage Landscape Supply Group, Conference USA Basketball Championships. We are Thursday between the women's game. I am, as I mentioned, in the coaches' booth. And where did I mention this? I mentioned this on Twitter. Twitter. Uh, I'm in the coaches' booth, the offensive coaches' booth, to be exact. Uh, the lights are on. Uh, people are looking at me. At least maybe one or two. Um, I'm looking down at Louisiana Tech and UAB, hooping it out at the ladies. And then on the other side, Southern Miss and Middle Tennessee. Uh, decent c- traveling contingent for the Middle Tennessee Blue Raiders lot of uh fans a uh, family i mean uh, it's a big day uh all of these teams right tech uab uh middle not U- U- uh southern miss have uh, the men's playing later on today uh in high profile games this is a big day and the crowds are well they're not so great you know uh, north texas had a big contingent here for the 11:30 game as you might imagine the women's game uh, but it is a whim- uh, uh, well, yes, it is a women's game, and it is also 11:30. People have to work; they have school, that kind of thing. Uh, the crowd tonight for the North Texas game is anticipated to be very large, from everything everybody tells me. And uh, I mean, if you're, you're keeping track of these things, that's important. You might notice, you might not notice, unless you're here, that the bands are situated like underneath the camera. So if you're looking at the stadium crew or the or the ESPN Plus crew and you might even complain about one of those two, but let me tell you, it's the same people doing the broadcast. It's just broadcast on a different channel. I think the main person is different for the uh, the stadium one on the court A, but on court B, it's still Ron Thulin. Uh, it's the same camera operators. I I know. I've seen them. I've been watching them the whole time. They didn't like swap anything out. So you know, if you're gonna complain about quality or something like this, just know it's the same thing. Maybe different directors. That might be a different difference that you you see um but the bands are situated underneath the camera operators the camera crew uh on court a they have a couple you know the director put them differently they used to be stacked evenly maybe one guy zoomed in but now what they're uh they're they're staggered on court b you have one on the right side the far side doing like a little angle look and uh there's a one camera opera uh you know main camera I guess that like camera a i don't know i'm not a i'm not a director. Uh, And then you have the bands underneath them. That was originally going to be the student section, from what I hear, or at least, you know, like student seating or like fan seating. But there were issues with compliance with ADA requirements. Uh, From what I hear, that you know, you get a book, and it's like, here's three months in advance is what it needs to happen. Those things did not happen. Who do you blame? I'm not sure. It's uh, it's co-hosted between North Texas and the conference or something. Blame one of them. I don't know. Uh, those are the issues. So, in previous years, the band has been in the little pins, out of, uh, you could call it, um, uh, along the baseline. line. Now those are reserved for VIP, and at least North Texas brought a student section, uh, the UNT Maniac. So they were there. What that means, I'm not sure. It's there. Um, but you'll see if you're sitting in the stands uh, uh, along the, uh, I guess, is that the west side of the stadium you'll see the you'll be facing the band and then just like a, a 30 seats of empty space between them uh again those were originally reserved for fans and those are not reserved for fans any longer also baseline seats are not for sale on a per game basis uh courtside seats I mean uh you know the sponsor wants you to pay big money uh for the whole one so whoever bought those out paid up front and they were obviously thinking about later games and have not really been there the whole time so those are the things that I figured out um in my in my comings and goings around the Ford center at the star uh, I gotta say the coach's booth this is a decent place to watch the game it is kind of far but uh you know it's cozy it's quiet uh you don't have the band directly behind your ear which is the case if you're sitting at the media table uh and nobody's you know bumping your elbow that kind of thing that can happen uh, you know, you just get to watch the game. You do miss all the fun stuff about the game, uh, which is, you know, my favorite part about sitting courtside, uh, either as a fan, a fanatic, or uh, a media member, as I'm doing now. Um, and as I'm watching this, I see somebody hit a three. I can't actually say that kind of stuff because it would be like I'm recording the game or something. Uh, it's actually against the rules. Uh, so, yeah, overall, what are the impressions of our time at the Star? It's been good. the league tried something, um, and I can't say I have a whole lot of experience with a lot of other tournaments, but typically they're held in a single venue and you know spread throughout the day, so you get you know a session sort of spread out uh this one same kind of deal, but you're, you're instead of the morning being men and then you also have men throughout the day, it's women's in the morning, the men's tournament in the evening, and they're staggered, meaning that they play at the same time. This is the point of contention for a lot of fans. They feel like they want to be able to watch, you know, two basketball games instead of just one and a half sort of. I think that it works out. Uh, While it might be cool to watch just the one basketball game, you do get your choice. You don't have to sit through a terrible basketball game. And yesterday we had two terrible basketball games. Uh, FAU blew out the uh, um, Southern Miss uh, Golden Eagles there. And... um, it was, it was not pretty. Uh, unfortunately, the other game was sort of a blowout, too. Rice handled Old Dominion. I mean, uh, not Rice handling Old Dominion. UTEP handled Old Dominion uh, fairly quickly. And, uh, you know, there was a mini comeback late, but it was nothing, you know, really dramatic. Uh, that was the lone case, right? You know, you're not going to get that in lot. Typically, you'll get one good game, one bad game. Uh, meanwhile, the, the two women's games that are going on right now, pretty good. Pretty solid games. Anyway, I think the league does a good job. There's a lot to quibble about, and uh, I think you have to give everyone credit, like right? teams, uh, programs, uh, and, you know, this reminds me of something that Dan D'Antoni said the other day uh, on his press conference um, was that they've been dealing with COVID, right? He said the program was in a good spot, and we just kind of got hit hard by COVID, and they kind of threw us off. I think that's the case for everybody. you got to give everyone a little bit of the benefit of the doubt, uh, especially if they were demonstrating that they were in a good spot previous to the to COVID. Um, Got to give them a little time to catch up. Certainly, Conference USA is in something like that boat. Now, it's weird. Um, you know, I, I think that CUSA is a, a, a sinking ship. That's clear. You have three members leaving for the Sun Belt and suing for the right to do so. Um and you know, remember they're not suing the conference necessarily. They're they're also suing the other you know, the other members of the conference because those members make up the conference. That's how it works. Um you have a situation where the other nine members are leaving too, right? You have uh well, I say nine, but UAB, uh Florida Atlantic, Rice, Charlotte, North Texas, UTSA. They're all bouncing. Nine members are leaving, so it's really just Louisiana Tech, um, FIU, and UTEP, right? And uh, I mean, fortunately, I guess yeah, on the on the men's side, uh, UTEP and and Louisiana Tech have an outside chance of winning this thing. Uh, UTEP has been playing pretty well. That's something we we talked about, and we published and stuff. Um, sorry, I'm I'm distracted by the game that's happening right now. Um... UTEP has been playing pretty well uh, there's an, a chance, an opportunity for them to win, Pete Golding hasn't played very well, they're clicking at the right time, it might be a little early in the tenure, to, to upset a North Texas, right, a, a more of a, a complete program, a complete team at this point or a UAB, same kind of deal UAB last year maybe gets beat by UTEP, this year, I don't know about that, right UTEP um, is, is sort of building while uh, UAB is built, right, ready to go, um I mean, that's the situation. Uh, obviously, it's just one game, right? You you don't have to beat them in a seven game series. You just need one game on the right at the right moment and the right time at that time slot. If you're hot and you're hitting them, then you know you can beat anybody. That's the nature of college basketball, and that's why it's fun. That's why I love it. That's why you love it. So, um, it, again, weird situation. Everybody's leaving, right? Yeah, everybody's looking at Southern Miss, Old Dominion, Marshall, kind of side eye. But it's not like North Texas is going to be around here anyway. And that, that you know, has implications for how this tournament is run in the coming years. I think this is probably the last year at the Star. I don't see North Texas, you know, co-hosting it next year, even if they're sort of part of the conference. They, well, I mean, they will if they're part of the conference. But beyond that, North Texas is not going to be in, in the league. What do you do? You know, you're not going to be here um, in Dallas. It, it, the, the pull for being in Dallas is gone. Currently... Uh, and I said this before. I was actually saying this on Twitter right before I started the pod, uh, the podcast. Is that you have a, um, a location that's very amenable to the entire Western Division, right? And a number of Eastern Division teams, like Dallas, is a hub. Uh, you can get flights Dallas Fort Worth is an easy place to fly to, um, and it's all, like Frisco is a great place for these kinds of conventions. Like we. Uh, I personally am staying, you know, at the Embassy Suites right next to the Frisco Convention Center. They are used to large contingents of people. Uh, there's lots of buses, you know. Th- they're used to people coming to Dallas. It's not, you know, Hot Springs, Arkansas, for those of you that you know were aware of old-time Sunbelt uh, action. Um, you can get here. You can fly here. You can stay in a nice hotel, and you can have a good time if you want it, right? You can stay, eat at a good restaurant. So. Um, you know, the question is, is there a Western, I mean, a, a Eastern equivalent of that? And yeah, you get that somebody threw around Memphis. I think somebody said, well, Birmingham, we Birmingham held it before. Uh, you know, sure. Yeah. I, I personally never went to the Birmingham edition, the version of it. A lot of conference tournaments are held in similar fashion. Uh, you know, um, CUSA com is now HQ'd in, in, um, St. Louis, and they had the Missouri Valley Conference there. I actually didn't get to go in that one because, uh, I'm going to tell you the truth, my wife didn't love it. She said, we're going to go watch a lot of basketball next week. You need to stay here and, and hang out with these kids. Uh, and I did, because I'm a good husband. Um, <laughs> so, uh, what you know, what, what do we have? Like This particular version, I said this before, it makes Conference USA a little bit ahead of the curve that the NCAA was talking about holding the men's and women's Final Fours in the same location. Like, what does that look like? How does it happen? And I think the, you know, the specifics of the, the you know, contracts and things aside, I think it makes sense, right? It is very similar to what we're doing now, anyway, uh, where you're splitting time and attention. Like, you might have a team that go that's really good and goes there, and then a, a men's team uh, that goes there too. So... Um, I think what this particular version, uh, of the men's and women's tournament here at at uh, at at the Star in Frisco does, is give the women's teams, which are not as well attended, supported, watched, covered, etc., some shine. And I think that's that's essential, right? Um, right now, I mean, you, you can say, well, you have them at a a whack time, you in the morning, and. And blah, blah, blah. Well, if you're going to fly out, if people are going to fly out, take some time to come to a tournament game, you're going to spend the day, you know, might as well spend the day watching some women's basketball for your team and then later on spend some time watching the men's game. And that's what's happening right here. Middle Tennessee fans watching Middle Tennessee hoop it out. Uh, <laughs> um, sorry, that's, that's a phrase that uh, me and my friends joke with. Um, lady texters are here hooping. And uh you know they have a nice contingent of fans supporting them uh the blazers not as big of a group, but uh, they have some green. I see a smattering of dark green there uh again you get you get that kind of supported the the bands are here for both right I was talking about the the bands moving back and forth between teams uh you know between courts court A, court B. That's not a heavy lift. That's better than driving across town, uh, you know, if you're holding them in the same location but two different venues or something like this. I get it. It's not a, a basketball venue, right? It's not beautifully set up with great sidelines, 360. But it's good enough, right? Um, you know, let's be honest. We're not getting uh, teams that are super well-supported anyway uh, across the board. And it is an ask, a request to, to you know, have teams travel but it's not like you don't know that the tournament is in frisco or when it is or what w- is required of you to go um and yeah you might say well you know i don't have the kind of money i need and i can go for the weekend or something like that sure i get all that i think that it, it it's you know you want to go if you can be guaranteed to see your team in the title game you might hold off uh otherwise to go i get it now everybody has the same situation uh personally uh, I'm close enough to this. I know I care enough about this uh, that I would come as a fan anyway. Right? I'd come for the whole week. Obviously, I'd just dis- be disappointed if my team were to lose, but I'd stay for the whole thing. I'm a weird person that way. I, uh, not everybody's like that. I, I get it. The league is you know, looking for basketball fans. They're just trying to find people that would be otherwise supportive of it. And this thing is, like I said, it's unique. It's not just, hey, come watch basketball at a place where they have basketball You know, I know you don't come watch basketball anyway, but come out, you know, to this. There's a unique factor. Like, come watch it at the star. It's unique. We got two games going at the same time. You get the curious people in, and you, you know, you draw them in that way. That's the thing, right? It's the it's the circus method. Come look at this curiosity, right? At least that that was the thing. So, there's that there's that going for it. This particular season, I think it's suffered that the league is a little understaffed. Um, It's not as well polished as it has been in years past and again well we'll give them the benefit of the doubt given the situation and it's bouncing back off of covid right uh i think the league had to lay off some people because of the, the pandemic you know some revenue changes 2020 tournament was canceled this that and the other so um i imagine that we'll see a better version of this thing put on at, but it's going to be at a different place uh probably in 2 years and you know there you go that's that's the situation uh we'll leave this one short it's what 15 20 minutes something like that nice bite sized version for you to to listen to while you commute to the game um uh you know maybe you're taking the the Dallas Fort Worth uh, tram uh you know hither and thither at the airport uh wherever you may be uh, thanks for listening to the cusa report dot com podcast uh don't forget to follow all that other good stuff subscribe purchase the premium uh uh Coverage. That's where I'm giving you all the the behind the scenes notes and stuff. Uh, it's not in your inbox. That one is a different newsletter. Uh, there's a lot of writing that I'm doing. Uh, I'm I have you know a hand cramp from writing so much. Um, you can get a lot of play by play stuff, a lot of like beat writer type things elsewhere. That's not what we're trying to do. Uh, we're trying to put you in this position that we're in here. What would it be like? What would you be looking at if you're looking from the media view? Uh, and that's what you'll get. You know, trying to make it fun. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to this USA Report podcast. Y'all have a good one.